0: Jennifer. Good evening, Ed. Throw things at me. Good evening, Josh. <laughs> Good night, or, or, Hello, everyone. Good night. Good night, Good night everyone. We're Fantastic done. show. Jennifer's throwing things at me. Uh, it's very disturbing. started distracting. it. I did. You did. I can't argue with that. Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh, Jen, and Ed. You can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com or on Twitter at gleefulpodcast. I'm at Josh for now. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward G. Ordano. We have some emails. We have some uh, people in the chat room. Welcome everybody in the chat room. Um, if you ever want to hear us in the chat room, just follow me on follow us on Twitter or something. And, talk about um, and then you can. Uh, oh, we have a ton of voicemails, so we'll listen to lots of voicemails. We have way more than we can play, but uh, we're going to play as many as we can. So um, that's exciting. Uh, how many? And, how many? Like, what's the threshold on that? I want I, like we're gonna play my goal tonight usually we play um about half the voicemails we get tonight we'll probably play closer to like a quarter or a third of the voicemails we get except for those kind of like unfortunately occasionally the conversation gets going so uh so quickly that i forget to play them and so then i feel really bad but um but we have a ton of voicemails and and many of them were very good so um so that was awesome. And of course, the episode that everybody's crazy um, crazy chatty and interested in, uh, which was called On My Way. And we shall... Uh, f- well, I mean, spoiler alert. Uh, let's just get it out How of can spoiler. It? It's yeah.
1: two days later. <laughs> it's no longer a spoiler. What? what
0: do you mean spoiler? What are we spoiling? It if you already haven't, Yeah. If you haven't seen the episode yet, don't listen to this podcast. But I mean, why is that? Well, I, I don't, I'm confused. But okay. Well, I but mean, every, Some people you know, do... You, we have a lot of listeners in other countries that don't get glee for a couple weeks if not more. That is
2: true that is true, but we can't do anything about that. Yeah, no, so. absolutely.
0: And and I know some people like to listen to us before they see the episode if they're in other countries. Um and I guess, you know, 80% of the time I don't really think that's that big a deal because it's like the biggest spoiler I can give you is like, "Hey, Quinn and Finn had a fight." And everybody's like, "Ooh." Um but in this time, Quinn got enough- freaking car accident and we don't know if she's alive or not uh, do we uh, do we not know that we don't we don't
2: actually know that i but don't we do we know, know that her contract is extended i mean is for the rest of the year
0: so i i wouldn't be surprised it, it could go either way quite frankly but i would be
2: i, think I, I just she's
0: alive. i just think logically like not
2: knowing anything she has a contract for the whole year yes i understand but
1: we just don't know in what state yeah, she shall be of involvement. in. Because, I mean, it would be, I mean, hey, we give him an opportunity to sing the Smiths' girlfriend in a coma. Wow. <laughs> I, I guess, know, I guess. Right? I guess, I guess the only one saving saw, Wait, um, hang on, no. Ed.
0: Hang on. I know Jennifer pretty well. Have you been saving that joke all day? No,
1: it just occurred to me.
0: Oh, I'm impressed.
1: It just occurred to me. Ed, thank go thank ahead. <laughs> and if somebody guess, else put guess, it out there, I didn't see it.
2: I'm just saying I, I guess I'm the only one who saw the stills from next episode. So never mind.
1: Oh,
0: okay.
2: Apparently yeah, so. I, 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 yeah. But she she's in there in Josh some capacity. Exactly, so yeah. That that's 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 I can say that. Because she does have a contract, so that it really isn't a spoiler. <laughs> She'll she <laughs> has, has a contract and she's there in some capacity.
0: There was a uh years ago. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I was mildly obsessed with a show called Babylon five because I am a great big nerd. And, um, on the, there was three episodes where one of the characters was in a coma and he said it was the best three episodes of the run. Cause he's like, I slept all day and got paid the full wage. Like, wow. it's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, apparently being in a coma is, uh, is a good I wonder, gig. I wonder if that's how Tina feels.
1: <laughs> well, she had the Asian bird flu.
0: She did. Apparently, she had Asian bird flu, we found out in this episode. But did, Where did that she, come She was from? on stage, wasn't she? Maybe she wasn't.
1: She she was. But at the very beginning of the episode, when um, Sebastian's Sebastian, trying to tell I know Rachel. I Sebastian said that, but yeah, I was he's like. he's like, you know, just go away like Tina did, you know, and say so you had. What do you call her? Tina Blowing Hangs?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: It was weird. Tina Cohen
0: Change Hang? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a. Weird. Yeah, Yes, that was funny, though, when they went around and said, you know, what do you dream of? And she said, uh, uh, my own song. (laughs) I want a a song. song. (laughs) Um, This was a very, um, this was kind of one of those self-aware episodes. There were a couple of those jokes, like Tina's bird flu and and, uh, I want a song. And there were a couple of times where they were actually dropping in the observations that we have as viewers that we talk Mm -hmm. about on the show. Like, oh, whatever happened to this guy? And then they would explain it right um glee Glee is best when it's when it's a little sweet and it's a little tart absolutely that's always it's it's that and it's it's best glee i think is also best when it's kind of aware of what it is like it really seems to thrive in you know it's one of these shows that actually does well knowing how like actively knowing how crazy it is i i i know it seems like a death sentence
2: for this for for what i'm about to suggest (laughs) but I really wouldn't mind if they only did 16 episodes next season, just because I know that the quality of them would be better, I I, I don't, like, they haven't been, Glee has been renewed for season 4, and usually when ratings dip, they tend to lower the number. That could that could be a good thing. That could be a good
0: thing. I totally agree. Honestly, I think the fewer the episodes, always the higher the quality. You don't have to spin out the same plot lines over and over again. You don't have to drag things out over multiple episodes that you don't want to. Um, I I totally and agree. Well, and they, don't, they, don't, they clearly don't even want to drag things out over multiple episodes, so just have less episodes. Yeah, how crazy was that? Like... You know, Finn proposed two episodes ago and we're already at the wedding episode, which (laughs) when Jennifer and I were talking, it's, I think it actually would have been really cute if it was like one of those weddings where everybody just brought what they had, you know, and was wearing the dress that they had. And because it's Glee, everybody would have a different dress that just happens to be exactly the same shade, but it would still be kind of cute to see like a hodgepodge, Mm -hmm. you know, like shotgun wedding. Um, But... I thought it was totally absurd that she shows up in this, like, fitted wedding gown (laughs) or dress. It wasn't really a gown, but this fitted wedding dress, and they all had tuxes, like, apparently just ready to go. Uh, (laughs) And everybody seems to, of course, keep their uh, bridesmaids dress in their car just in in case. Or in their locker,
1: apparently. Just in case. Apparently, Quinn is the only one that had hers at home, although she might have had more time. She had less time than everybody else to run home, but still... Yeah, I mean, but that's so. You know, like the the school is always crying poor. The the glee club is always always crying poor. But then they come out with like the most outrageous, you know, beautiful costumes and yeah. so forth. So. I thought
0: they I thought they haven't cried poor since season two. It's been a well, little while, but yeah, that's that is a recurring. Episode. Yeah, that's true. Last just, episode,
1: they said that they had raised two hundred and fifty dollars, and now had oh. they used.
0: Those costumes from the final number before—I don't
1: think so. I think something similar. I but, hated
0: those costumes.
1: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think they were exactly the same because I do not remember the red petticoat.
0: Well, let's um, let's let's kind of kick off the conversation a little uh, a little more directly. Uh, we'll start as we usually do. Going on the group, Jennifer. On my way, mid-season finale. What did you think?
1: It, it bothered me how good it was <laughs> because I didn't want to. I didn't want to agonize over the next seven weeks as much as now as much as i will now yeah so it was far better than i expected (laughs) hoped and probably wanted but uh yeah i thought it was really good ed
0: uh how did you feel about on my way i thought it was really good
2: but i feel like lots of things it felt in some ways kind of forced like some some things i'm i don't know
1: there were a lot of quick resolutions a lot of quick readjustments.
2: I mean, I guess I guess I should admire them for them willing to shuffle the deck, which I say is what you should do if you don't like your hand you're given. But <laughs> but I just it just it feels it it felt some things felt a little forced and like like Jen just said like like a
0: little too easy. But whatever, yeah. it's glee. Yeah. Yay. Um. I I really liked this one. I liked it a lot. Um. It was the first episode in the entire run of the show that I really genuinely liked the plot. And yet, even though I felt that all of the performances were well performed, well sung, well recorded, I hated every single song. I hated what? all of them. I didn't like a single one. of And it wasn't so much that I... It wasn't... Like, usually I'm like, oh, I didn't like what Glee did with that. Or I didn't like the performance on that. I just, like... I didn't like the song. You know? Like, whoever it's performed by. I hated them all. And that... And yet... I still loved this episode. I just when we watched it the second time, I got up to do chores every time they did a song. Ironically, there were a ton of songs in this episode. Um, I, I, I
2: want to say that like normally, like normally it was kind of like choreography with their movements. They were just kind of like moving around the stage, but I really thought at least at least this way I felt about it with fly, I believe I can fly. Like that, that matchup, I thought they were really really spot on on like the choreography. Like it felt real.
0: Uh, like, oh, wait on which one? On this? On uh, the first song?
2: Uh, on fly, I fly. believe I can fly. Yeah. Oh, well, of course. Of course, the Britney Santana number was, of course, pretty well done. But 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 like for for a big group number like that one with all the cast, I thought I like I was like you know they they dance pretty well
0: and it looked pretty like it looked unique. It wasn't just choreography. It was a d- yeah. I mean that's that's kind of that's exactly what I mean. Like it was a lot of the choreography i liked and and it did feel tighter in a way except uh, whenever the girls do quick motions they all end up slightly off rhythm uh, not as bad as the last time uh when the treble tones did their uh, uh what survivor or whatever i don't remember yeah i but, I, I definitely thought fly I believe i could fly was tighter than stronger like Yes, of the two. Ex- I totally agree. I totally agree, and I and I liked all the choreography on the Warblers' two numbers. Honestly, I just thought that both of those songs, like, were the worst songs ever. Okay, well, I know they why you horrible. hate the
2: Wanted songs because it's like the boy band of the moment.
0: Well, I mean, but it isn't even that. Like, it was just so. St- it was just a stupid song, and it had no what? emotional eruption. I love eruption. that song. It had, I mean- no, but it ends on this da 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 like where's the big emotional moment at the end of that song but it's just, it's just like da, da 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 my my, my mm-hmm. biggest problem with their version of glad you came
2: was i thought the warblers was all about the acapella i didn't want to hear the accordion the synth accordion that you hear on the regular song i want to, <laughs> to hear the i want to hear the i want to hear their version of that with their voice but that didn't happen i didn't
0: yeah i didn't notice that um, I was. Thinking, not, I thought. I heard they were. doing, doing heard. Well,
2: well I, when I heard that they were doing a uh, "Glad You Came" a couple weeks ago, I was like, "Oh, I love The Wanted." <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and yeah, well, so I, you know, um, everybody's mad at me in the chat room because I didn't like cough syrup. Cough syrup. It just felt kind of anonymous. Like it just wasn't very memorable. And I didn't understand. Like I've listened to that song probably four times now, and I still don't understand what cough syrup has to do with anything, unless like maybe you're doing. You know that drug where you mix it with heroin I don't know like I'm not really sure what the point is
1: I think it's supposed to be like a remedy type of thing just like you know just sort of um like you know a spoonful of sugar type of thing like I don't think it's supposed to really mean anything other than you know this is just a a a rough little patch you know
0: so if I'm going to drug my way through it, oh, take
1: right. take it, take two aspirin and <laughs>
0: call me in the morning. Yeah.
1: Something like that. <laughs> I actually, I will say listening to it again, I, I do like it. I didn't, when we first saw it performed, it just felt odd. The whole thing, you know, kind of angsty, angry Blaine just wasn't resonating with me. But the more I listened to it, the more I liked it.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, Ed, can you explain cough surf to me?
2: I was just confused. Okay, like
0: that, was that the song you opened the show
2: with?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, yes. Honestly,
2: that was my least favorite song in the entire episode. So
0: I mean, I I. I think I gravitated the most toward it because it has kind of a you know indie synth poppy sound. Um, I mean the thing but... is, the thing
2: is we don't want Blaine to be. 80s rocker Blaine we want or I mean I mean yeah 80s like <laughs> angry rocker we want We want Blaine to be 80s disco pop Blaine
0: you want him to be Roxy Music you don't want him to be Flock of Seagulls pretty much <laughs> Jennifer
1: okay Um, That's
0: fine. Well, we're about 15 minutes in. We got a ton of songs. We'll go ahead and listen to one of them. Um, Let's just kick it off with by far my least favorite. Uh, This is The Warblers with Stand uh, here on the Gleeful Podcast. Up Up
3: again. Stand, you're gonna run again. I
0: probably have five gigs of acapella music, and this song represents like all of the worst aspects of acapella music, like the cheesy white doo-wop-y thing, not done well. It feels and, like, like a the... cruise
1: ship band. Exactly. I, so I didn't like this stupid. performance.
2: To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, I thought, I didn't even know it was called Stan. I thought it was Stan, like like Stanley. You're gonna, you're gonna run again. Stan.
0: <laughs> come on, come on, Stan. Oh, killed me, killed me. Um, well, um, let's talk a little about the plot. I think the, excuse me, the main plot we had in this episode was, of course, Karofsky, uh attempting to commit suicide. Um, I did not, I did not see him coming back. I was like, just him, retur- like recurring,
2: like from one episode to the next. I was in shock. <laughs>
1: oh, I thought oh, you meant you mean coming back from the general. attempt.
2: No, no, I... no, 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 Like, like just being in this episode, I was like, what? Continuity? What? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so, it's so
0: infrequent that when it happens, you're like, whoa. Yeah. <sighs> Jennifer?
1: Karofsky? Uh, Karofsky, yeah. That was, that was really, really tough to watch. Um, he, first off, you know, props to Matt Adler for, um, Ma- Max. Max. Sorry. Yeah, he
0: was on fire in this episode. He, he was, was incredible.
1: Really good. Um, yeah, that was. It was. It was kind of shocking. I mean, it was. It was. As it was unfolding, I was really in disbelief that they were gonna go there. Um, yeah. And it was done in such a way that you know you you felt every bit of his pain. You saw where it was all coming from and and, and why. But. It was just it was really really hard to watch and then um yeah and then how the the students dealt with it afterwards um was interesting. I liked I liked the discussion. I liked um the you know the different sides of it and um you know Quinn saying how selfish it was which I think most people will agree but you know yeah her comparing her issues against his issues i guess was a little bit different but um yeah i don't know i mean i thought they did a i thought they did a really decent job with showing all sides of the issue of teen suicide all of it you know from societal pressures to bullying and how it everything's going to affect everybody differently and then afterwards, how it affects other people and in how it can be, how it is an incredibly selfish act. Unfortunately, I know two families that have been affected by this and in how much it destroyed them. And it's just, it's a horrible, horrible thing to, to watch people try to come back from that. Because well, there's so many like, questions. So I'm glad they let his character live so that a positive lesson can come from this?
0: That's a really good point, because I think initially I was disappointed. It felt a little cop outy that he did end up surviving. But that is a good point. I mean, we get to... This gives us the opportunity, whether or not they're going to take it, to at least hint at... I mean, I guess they even did in this episode. They did hint at him getting a second chance and that, you know him kind of like there's more to um that 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 he can take a second chance now if he just you know uh wants to seize it um and i and i thought you know will's speech with the kids was was kind of special just like you just got to promise me that when you're you know at your darkest you will take a moment and try to think of these things because you know there's he he certainly can't say like you know when you're crazy depressed don't be Right. Or stay positive. Like, I, you know, nothing makes me want to punch a person more than somebody who's like, stay positive. But, you know, just take a moment and just like picture something good that you still haven't done or something that you still haven't wanted to want or still haven't yeah. been able to accomplish. I mean, I do think there's value in technique and there's value in um, in hope. But uh, yeah, yeah. so I I, I like that aspect of it. But we should talk a little bit about what you brought up, um, the conversation between Quinn and Kurt, where Kurt was saying, you know, how dare you compare the two? Right. Um, Which is kind of a, uh, that was an interesting one. Because, yeah, I, I kind of expected the show to just be, you know, totally against suicide, you know. But here comes Quinn with this very honest, uh, this this very honest Appraisal of the situation like he didn't Just do this to himself he did it to us And even, no matter how dark things Got for me I never contemplated Suicide um, And it was and then Kurt saying that's not Comparable Ed did that jump out At you is that kind of a uh, how, did, how did you feel in that conversation between Kurt and Quint
2: I, I was surprised it was there I'm, It felt I didn't, I didn't understand why Kurt was being so harsh to Quinn when she was when I felt like she was just being honest I was like I, I thought I thought they were gonna go farther with that or something but
0: yeah it was an interesting one I mean I I, I got what Kurt's point was I mean mm-hmm. Kurt's it almost didn't have to do with suicide I mean Kurt's Kurt's point was more about, you know, the situation in in Karofsky's life, essentially saying, yeah, you had a baby when you were 16, but quite frankly, in 2012, like, people freaking celebrate that on MTV. And at the end of the day, you're still pretty, and the world still thinks you're fantastic, and you get to come back from that. You know, the world's cheering for you to come back from that. Whereas Karofsky is now, um, you know, he'll always have this... You know he'll never be able to get away from this reputation, and and right. so there. Because th- it's an internet. It's, it was a it was an interesting conversation to have because yeah it's it's rare that a TV show addresses something with really no right answer. It's well, kind of they both had valid opinions on this one. Yeah. Uh, from different perspectives, you know.
1: And it and it's such an emotional, personal thing too. Yeah. And yeah, to see them both react honestly. And um, it was pretty, pretty amazing, actually.
0: Yeah. Um, So we also had that amazing scene of the different people kind of realizing how they treated Karofsky. Um, I thought that was really deep of Kurt, you know, feeling responsible. And as much as we as an audience, as would his family and friends be looking to him and saying, you're crazy. This isn't. Yeah, it's not your fault. This isn't your fault. But knowing like that's kind of how you would feel in that situation and um and, and that was that was kind of profound that you know he reacted as any person would and and then Sebastian having the same type of thing where his uh his, his stuff coming back to bite him, that said Sebastian's turn seemed a little absurd. I don't know. Jennifer, Sebastian's kind of like heart of gold emerging. What did you think of that?
1: Yeah, that was just it was almost too fast and too too far, you know. It just again came
0: back around too quick. <laughs> exactly.
1: And I mean, I think there's no way he's going to be, you know, a saint from now on and be the nicest guy on earth. I think he's definitely still has more Santana in him and you know, I think we'll still see more of an evil side to him, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I can't see that lasting. I,
0: it, it seemed like there was a pot- potential for more depth there yeah. potential for more. Um, look, I'm really sorry this happened, but that's what the week do type of like more, you know, th- that seemed more appropriate for that character. Like a, um, Like I've always said in the past, you know, bullies, when bullies look back at their lives, they never think they were bullies. They just think they were popular. And I think that's who Sebastian is. In 20 years, Sebastian's never going to look back at high school and be like, man, I was a dick. He's going to look back at high school and going to be like, man, I won everything and I was awesome. And everybody liked me all the time. And I always got my way. How great was that? And so, (laughs) yeah, like they didn't have it. It did feel a little false. Ed, what did you think about Sebastian's kind of coming around? And as someone who likes the, you know, who always likes to have an adversary on this show, do you think we've lost Sebastian now as an adversary?
2: I mean, in some ways, we already have because we're going to nationals and it's going to be. That's a very good point. That they're competing against because we already beat them, right?
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point.
2: So I mean, in in some ways, Sebastian's story arc is done for this season until he's recruited for William McKinley High School next season.
1: <laughs> or so, Until Kurofsky gets better and transfers to Dalton, that has a zero, um, or has yeah, a zero zero tolerance policy, policy on bullying. There you go.
0: That's an interesting plotline. <laughs> I I just think I think every
2: lead singer of the Warblers is destined to come to William McKinley if <laughs> time. <laughs> If time true. allows it. it when we were
0: watching the regionals, Jennifer, you, you had said something like, Man, those warblers must be pissed that there's just another skinny white dude out there now.
1: They're like, <laughs> Man, we finally got rid of Blaine and now somebody can move up. Oh, wait.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's going to pr- promote the next Blaine.
1: This other guy.
0: Yeah. Um, th- we were talking, so, you know, Wes just mentioned in the chat room something that Jennifer and I brought up that there were two kind of weird moments. Um, one where Sue was talking to uh, when, when all the teachers were talking to Figgins, Sue and Emma and beast Mm -hmm. um, and will, and Sue had said like, I still feel bad or I should have done more when he had that trouble with porcelain. And I was kind of like, that's kind of insensitive, but it's kind of Sue. So I'm going to let it go. And then later when Kurt went to the God squad and Mercedes was like, do you want to come with us? We're going to give him an edible arrangement. Uh, and it felt kind of like a joke, like they were trying to slip a punchline in it, the door.
1: It just, it was so weird. And I mean, because my first thought is, okay, the guy just tried to hang himself. I don't think he's eating solid foods right now. That's a horrible thing to think about. But I think that's <laughs> probably maybe accurate. But then the other, then we watched it the second time, I'm like, could this just be like a paid marketing spot? Is, is it just, did Edible Arrangements were like, hey, can you slip us into one of your things? Yeah. It was
0: a little awkward. It was, just,
1: it was just so on the nose and so distracting.
0: Yeah. I mean, all she had to say was like, we're going to take him a gift. Or We're yeah. going to take him flowers. And the, in, and the moment would have stood. But yeah. as soon as she said "edible arrangement," I think you know definitely my ears kind of pricked up and we're like, "What, what are we you're doing? Like, Is this a?" You're like, "Where's the joke? Do we have a punchline here." Yeah. Um,
1: well, let's go ahead well, and. Oh, go I'm ahead. just going to defend the thing. With um, the only reason that it's like, okay, yeah, when Sue said, you know, problem with Krawski and porcelain last year, the only reason I kind of dismissed it was because that was sort of an agreed upon nickname, you know of all the nicknames that he was co- she That's was coming true. up with he him. Chose one. That's he, true. <laughs> he did pick that and it is sort of in 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 as much as she can have, a, you know, like her, her little term of endearment for him. It just <laughs> you know, there it's it's more than just he's more than just a student. You know, she's some he's somebody that she has a nickname for. And to us and the outside world, yeah, that probably sounds really offensive, but I think to them, it's not.
0: Yeah, to her, it's as close as a term of endearment that yeah. she can muster. Uh, well, we will definitely have to talk to Sue in one... or talk about Sue in one second. We got the show? Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, why has she been silent so long? God. I know. Yeah, well, she's Jane, just been we're sitting sorry, here. We're we just so never... Sorry. We just never handed her a microphone.
1: She's playing with the Marcel.
0: Um. (laughs) So somebody can drink
1: because I just mentioned the cat.
0: There you go. Oh, and
1: I heard the dogs, so drink.
0: Yes, that's true. That's true. Whoa. That's true. That's true. Uh, Let's go ahead and take a listen to Fly by Nicki Minaj Minaj featuring Rihanna and uh, a mashup of I Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly. Here, You have to look all
2: this up. I feel like you have to.
0: Uh well, I knew what I believe I can fly. I mean duh. <laughs> I had to look uh. up the other one. Uh here on the gleeful podcast.
3: Me, me, me against them, me against enemies, me against friends. Somehow they both seem to become one. A sea full of sharks and they all felt flood They stop coming and I stop rising, must be surprising. Right.
0: I know I've I've defended uh, white people rapping on the show several times, but I can't defend Darren on this one. He just—that's just not what his he should be doing. <laughs> it was as just long, kind of awkward. As long as it isn't. While she's rapping, I'm full-faced.
1: <laughs> I am full i do not think he's rapped since the first season. Yeah,
0: I, mean, he... I I'm cool. Like, hey, he learned. I think when Puck raps, it's kind of funny. I think when Corey raps, it's kind of funny. But Blaine on this one, it was just kind of awkward and strange. Like, he was trying really hard, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't play.
2: Um, well, I mean, I, but they had to, to utilize Blaine, otherwise they'd be like, Sitting in the sitting in Warbler's face. Yeah, we took Blaine away, and we're not even gonna use him. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> well, but that's it. I mean, <laughs> if you watching it, we had the whole group on the first number, and then the second number was the Treble Tones' number, which a really nice caller reminded me that when the Treble Tones came back to New Directions, they were promised one number at Regionals.
1: Right.
0: Excuse me. So they they that their their number was the second one, the stronger, and then the third number. Was like a Rachel solo number essentially. So the guys had very little to do in this particular regionals. Yeah. But well, I mean, the but I mean but last competition, the only two
2: girls that were in New Directions were Quinn and Tina. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, all, all, all is fair in Love, Warren's Show Choir.
0: Yes. Um.
1: <laughs> well, and based on the results, you know, good written to the guys.
0: Uh, the the uh, Yes, apparently the girls can win without them. It's the truth. Yeah.
1: And it was funny watching, the, uh, watching them do the last number and the guys were up in the balcony. I'm like, do you think they kept Finn up there so that he couldn't kiss Rachel again and blow the ending? <laughs> Just in case. Just that's in a case. Legit, that's a
2: legitimate concern now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, you know, he's all emotional. He's getting married. Well, we made it to regionals. We had uh, three...
0: Uh, choir's in attendance we had what were they the, the bells, the know, bells are, they were are,
2: the uh, they, Our were, lady of well, they were I know sorrow. the high school what's funny they were uh, my mom went to the same high school name as that as that high school
0: that's that's like an old Catholic joke where you're always like, yeah, I always, I went to the Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow.
1: That's a real church. But
0: yeah, there are actual churches with that name. <laughs> but Yeah, that's an old Catholic school joke for wow. folks who went to Catholic school. Um, so, uh, but yes, we had the that group. And then, of course, we had <laughs> the Warblers and the New Directions. The Warblers. Um, we also had the three judges, one of which was Ian Brennan, creator of the show. He played... The vampire, which I think is like the consolation price. they kick him while Brad Falchuk and uh, Ryan Murphy go off and create a bunch of other TV shows that he's and not participating in. Lots and in. lots of money. Yeah, I, I'm,
2: I'm concerned. I'm concerned whenever the judges become the stars of the show over the contestants. Uh, I mean, it's working for The Voice right now, technically, but talk to talk to their post post voice careers and then,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, She's in a Pepsi so, commercial. But I
2: don't know. <laughs> What?
0: Oh, no, She's no. no. I said post.
2: No, no. Melanie's doing fine. I said post voice career. Oh. Javier Colon
0: says who? Who? <laughs> who? Um, oh, we watched The Voice the other night. And like, in seriously, in like 90 seconds of watching it, I was totally sucked in. But then about a minute later, it, then it went to commercial. And I was like, I'm done. Uh, so we had the three judges. Ian Brennan was the vampire. Congratulations to him. If you look really close on the left of the um, Our Lady of Perpetual Sor- Sorrow number, the Madrigals, I think somebody said in the chat room. Uh, if you look to the left, Mitch Grassi, while who on stage, is one of the members of Pentatonix um, is in there. And you can see him. He's always on the left whenever they're like performing at the beginning when they first yeah. show up. And then later when they're accepting their award, you can just barely see him. Um, okay, I just
2: want to know why they were so stoked. And third place, I know, right? <laughs>
0: they like, oh my god, not We're god. so excited to get third place out of three! I know, they were afraid they were going to
1: come in fourth or something? That was
3: ridiculous! We had the
0: same observation.
2: But it's oh, are... like, I, I, At first, I thought they misheard. They're like, yeah.
1: we won! Oh, wait!
2: Oh. Yeah. But they, that wasn't their reaction. They were just excited.
1: Well, I mean, they are from, you know, Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow. So, yes, exactly. Like, maybe anything is, you know something to get excited about and of course the other
0: the other hilarious part of regionals well there were two there were lots of hilarious parts but the first two that come to my mind is that apparently Hiram has never heard Rachel sing
1: oh my god because
0: Hiram was in the audience Jeff Goldblum was in the audience watching her like he had never heard a human being sing (laughs) let alone his own daughter he's supposed supposedly coached to this moment and he is melting down like this is the like you know as if it was like Mike's father watching him dance for the first time like it was so strange oh I'm thinking Artie's dad sorry um oh yeah that would also be funny. Uh, And then my other favorite part of regionals was two times they cut to will in the wings and he was doing the classic teacher dance. I just hated hated that. I hated that so much. It was so funny. Where he's like the first time he was like pounding his chest in time, but he wasn't actually in time. He was actually a little off time. And he kind of did the like, yeah, you could. Oh yeah, this is awesome. And then the second time he did it again. Oh, kill me. He was just like, I, you know, again, I'm the one who always stick, sticks up for Matthew Morrison and Will on this podcast. And in that case, that dude's on his own. No. <laughs> should, that should not have even been on screen. That was so cheese ball. And he had this
1: little tuft of hair just to the left that was kind of sticking up. Yeah. It just. <laughs> yeah. All he needed was a white man overbite.
0: Oh, totally. Now, um, we should talk a little bit about uh, Sue being pregnant. I have a hard time. What'd you say? I actually don't know that. That is not a
2: spoiler of any kind. you not be mad. What did you say? I, I just, I'm just, i just assuming it's Will's baby.
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm assuming there is no baby and it's a hysterical pregnancy. But she kept saying hormones. And I'm like, well, it could be menopausal hormones.
2: <laughs> You're, you know what? You know the worst thing I thought of when Will was like, after, after, he, after he talked about... Like, all the things he experienced after he didn't kill himself. The the first thing that came to mind won was, like,
0: oh, you met Terry.
1: <laughs> wow. That didn't put him over the edge.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one. I, I don't know. We're, we're past that. We can... Um, I, we're moving on. I was, I was just a comment. No, no, I no, no. Totally. I, I, you just, like, pricked my mind as well. But, so, Sue, I don't know how to feel about the Sue pregnancy thing. Because... I think I'm. I feel like the show wants me to be happy for Sue and to see this as Sue growing as a person and to see this as Sue turning over a new part of her life and somehow, like you know, finding life by creating life. That classic, like you know, um, uh, Frankenstein. Trope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Mary Shelley. But started. I, I have a really hard time one looking at this plot line seriously, like I keep waiting for her to drop the other shoe and be like, I'm not pregnant. I was screwing with you. Um, and also to look at it as a positive thing. Like, I guess it's just kind of strange to me to be like, she's having a 15? kid. I don't I don't really, I have a really hard time looking at that plot line as like a big, positive, empowering moment. It just seems strange. And uh, I don't know, like, like Jennifer, Sue having a baby. What do you... How do you take that?
1: I I don't believe she's really having a baby. I think I think all I can imagine is that she she went to the sperm bank, got inseminated and thinks she's pregnant and she keeps saying hormones. Like that's a thing that I'm I'm like kind of hung up on. Hmm. I don't I just don't get the impression that she's pregnant. The way I see the whole thing unfolding is that she finds out that she's not pregnant, that she's just hormonal because it's menopausal or premenopausal, whatever. And that's going to send her over the edge and we're going to get angry Sue back. Mm. I just I don't see this lasting. kind of like when she married herself, like that just kind of came and went. Yeah. Like, I don't really know what you would do with that. Story-wise, being married to yourself, anyhow, but yeah,
0: but we barely mentioned it since but, it
1: happened. Yeah, there's so many things that I just think, I think this is the beginning of something bad. Hmm.
0: Ed Sue's pregnant. Do you think she's actually pregnant? And if so, um how, how, how do you feel about that? I guess
2: I'm I'm the optimist or something. I don't know because I figure I I believe her. And the fact that she was being so shady with the father I'm like, well, it's Will then, I guess. <laughs> or something. I mean, would that would that not change things at least a little? If it was Will's if Will had a
0: child that he wasn't aware of? It would definitely create drama in the show. I don't know how it would be possible.
1: Okay, yeah. I'm I'm back to she would have had to he wouldn't have been surprised if he had either donated sperm or had sex with her.
0: Yes, at some point she but, would have had to it's kinda hard to procure the nectar that is Will without the knowledge of Will. Well,
1: you gotta get past Emma first. Yes. Keep what was her what was her flyer? Keep your hands off my Yeah, purse. it was
0: like don't hog I mean my I mean I'm dog. I'm
2: just gonna throw this out there and it's totally wrong, so Except, <laughs> except that fact that it's wrong right now um, Well you know Will I mean, Emma, Emma isn't so, so much about the Contacts and when, when things happen in bed Maybe she <laughs> Collects it and stores it away Maybe Oh, oh my, my.
0: <laughs> I, I said, I said, I said gonna, it's wrong I said it was wrong we're i are just going to move on uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I
1: have one other Possible scenario Never. but I don't think I want to actually verbalize it Okay. No, it's just you know.
0: Let's talk about the Finchel wedding, shall we? Let's talk about <laughs> let's let's get into a little Finchel wedding madness. The wedding that totally snuck up on all of us. Um, and apparently, just keeps happening faster and faster every time it comes up, and yet somehow we still have tuxes and fitted dresses, and everyone has bridesmaids dresses that we didn't even know they were bought. And hair,
1: makeup done. <laughs> Crazy. Seriously, if I could, if I could have put together a wedding in you know three hours while performing at sectionals, <laughs> my life would have been so much easier.
0: I don't even really know how um like that's not even a justice of the peace wedding right like don't you do a justice of the peace wedding so that you can just show up like
1: isn't that why they do that and what courthouse is open on a saturday
0: (laughs) somebody had said um somebody i think uh, the voicemail that we'll play later had said on her phone it said thursday oh i don't know but that was kind of strange right um, and, and so the whole wedding just kind of snuck up on us, and it, it felt kind of weird. I mean, that was the one thing that kind of got divisive towards the end of the episode. But I think I was just down with the episode enough at that point mm-hmm. that uh, that it didn't bother me so much. I don't know. Um, Ed Finchel wedding. How, how did that play for you?
2: I mean, it was clearly used as a device to somehow. Make a quintervention or something, somehow. <laughs> I, I mean, not the way it should have happened, truck. but it's the way it's happening, and I, I, I mean, it, it looked really nice for how unprepared it was. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I want. I guess I support. Like I, I, I find it hard not to support it because why not? Why not? I mean they don't have a kid. They can still get divorced. Whatever. <laughs> they don't really have much assets to split up at this point. <laughs> So uh, maybe, maybe maybe I don't know. I'm like I'm like the pap- pessimistic optimist m- marriage person. <laughs> like, they're probably gonna get divorced anyways. It's fine.
0: It is that is uh, uh okay. Uh. <laughs> You're like yeah, that's okay. Now we're moving on to next topic.
2: Josh yeah, is, nah.
1: is afraid to. Um... Talk about his uh, views on divorce. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer's got one eyebrow up and she's like, prepare to drink, kids. Prepare (laughs) to drink. (laughs) Um, No, I I don't know. I mean, I, I, I... there's, there's a certain validity to what you're saying, Ed. I mean, quite frankly, they are young, and, and some people do that. Like, some people have a young first marriage, and, and they realize, you know, what marriage actually is by doing that. And then from there, they, they you know, maybe they get divorced and move on to other people. Um, or maybe, or maybe, they, maybe they learned that they weren't supposed to be together.
2: Yeah. I mean...
1: Yeah, we have friends that got, got married their junior year in college. And everybody, and they, like, they were still living in the dorms, but they just loved each other, and now they just celebrated their 10th or 11th wedding anniversary. I mean, it, it maybe, you know, they just know, and they can grow together. I mean, I don't think this about, you know, Rachel and Finn in particular, but <laughs> I'm just saying, for some people, you know... You just know it can't some work.
0: people just know, and it all works out. Not Rachel,
1: ben, but some people. Well, because we've seen them. I mean, although to watch the two of them together in the last couple of episodes, you would think that they would, you know, be perfect together. See, but just knowing or having haven't seen them as individuals over the last two and a half seasons, I'm kind <laughs> of like. I mean, uh, but but who's
2: perfect? I mean, if they love each other, I mean. To find that one is so rare, but to find someone highly compatible maybe isn't as rare.
0: <laughs> hey, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't know. It's, I, I go back and forth. Honestly, I've, I've never really had a big problem with the wedding plot line. And I still don't really have a big problem with the wedding plot line. I guess I just, I just feel it deserved more than to be rushed. Well, you know it's not gonna selfies. happen.
2: I mean, we well, don't not know now. that's like <laughs> yeah. what? Well, not, not now. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not gonna, like we like like we don't know that for sure. But yeah, but I I'm I'm assuming that like 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 they're gonna start the wedding without her, and then they're gonna find out about it mid wedding, and then it's never gonna like it's just not gonna happen.
0: I I'm sure in television magic. Uh, they'll find like you know it's gonna open up with them at the hospital and you know like somehow yeah, the second yeah. that car crashed, I, I they will knew. be personally
2: upset if they don't at least address the wedding in scene and not in not in like recap. Flashback. They need to address <laughs> that in scene. Touche. Yeah, that's that's true. We would feel a drama when everything occurs off stage.
1: Or how about? They, they rush the hospital to see Quinn. She's in a coma. There's a priest next to her bed. And they say, hey, while you're here, can you just. Um... <laughs>
0: can you do this up real quick? <laughs> We've already proven we're not too committed to it. Uh... Also, that, oh,
2: that Quinn was driving down. I'm relatively sure I've driven down that road. Road before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, well, we sure. were talking about it too. I think it's like on the way to Josh's parents in Ventura.
0: <laughs> it's, it looks, well, let's play a song real quick and then we'll come back and talk about that. And we'll talk about all this Quinn stuff because um, we definitely, that's our last big topic. And then we'll play some voicemails. Um, this is uh, What Doesn't Kill You, parentheses, stronger, <laughs> performed on the Gleevil podcast.
4: Sleeping here
1: alone. I dream in
3: color and do the things I want You think you got the best of me, think you had the last laugh But you think that everything good is gone You think you left me broken down, think that I'd come running back Baby, you don't know me cause you're dead wrong What doesn't kill you makes you.
0: I think we you have. know,
2: you know, Mercedes is always pushed into the R and B ballads like at every opportunity. But in my in my Glee higher ed episode, and 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 demonstrated here, I really, really just want Mercedes to be pop rock. That's all I want from her, because <laughs> then then she's then she's special. Like I like, I want her to be special, and the writers think they want her to be special, but they then they then they don't do it, but. But in this little in this little opportunity that they gave her, she was special. So, because no, like honestly, no one has the depth of her voice that could have really handled those choruses. Like you, you just like heard how thin Britney's voice was on that song, and Santana yeah, even compared to, like, I know, yeah, that's, I'm, I'm done. No,
0: no, 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 done. no, you're right. I mean, I think that Mercedes did have a nice warmth on that song, and and yeah, I mean, Britney got a verse, and that was I'm sure she was very happy about that um i'm sure she called her mother and was really excited um it was, huh? it was fine i don't uh, again this kind of falls under the list of like it was i thought everybody did a good job with it i just don't like the song i just think it's a poorly it's a silly song what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is the hook like you know they they yeah, took a they cliche like, it, and they were like let's build a song around it it you know it's so i don't, I don't know just it seems Well, I mean, ever,
2: ever since my december kelly clarkson's Albums have been very tightly monitored But I mean it's still It's still a good message
0: (laughs) Uh, Clichés off and off To a point So we gotta talk about Quinn now we got Quinn And the big surprise finisher Um, I had no idea That this was coming I tend to stay away from the spoilers Though I did know that there was something big In this episode that was gonna happen And I just assumed it was Karofsky Um Everybody, you know, all the writers on Twitter had been saying, like, make sure you see the episode tonight. It's got a big twist. So I thought, oh, my gosh, you tried to commit suicide. That's a pretty big twist. Yeah. Um, I didn't think there was anything left after that. Jennifer, did you have any hint that this was going
1: to happen? Oh, no. No. But, I mean, the second she was in her car... And kind of looking in the the rearview mirror and kind of fixing her hair, and then they show the scene of the tractor. I'm like, oh, I've seen this before in movies, and it never ends well.
0: Well, yeah, the second that uh, Rachel got that text, like, or the second Rachel looked at her phone, she's like, oh, she's she's on her way. I mean, she's not yeah. gonna make it. She's not yeah. gonna be there. <laughs> I and mean, it
1: was it, it was it was pretty ominous. And I mean, the fact that they're you know tackling two pretty big topics right now, you know, texting while driving and you know bullying and I there's oh, Three suicide. Um, oh, I thought
2: I you're talking, I thought young marriage was in there too. God, <laughs> oh, nah, <Not laughs> no, well. everybody
1: should be so fortunate that that's like the worst thing that happens, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like, wow, you love each other and you, you're you committed to each other and you want to promise your life to each other. Okay,
0: That's <laughs> problems.
2: Yeah, now,
1: Ed,
0: as this, as the spoilerific uh member, um. did you know that this was coming? Had you read this was on the, Uh, on the docket? Well, I didn't, I didn't
2: read anything about it. Uh, My roommate Dita asked me, is, is, is Quinn alive? And I was like, "Uh, what are you talking about? And then we, (gasps) but then we watched the video of, of fly of leave. I could fly. I'm like, she's in, she's performing. Obviously she's alive. (laughs) Of course course I did. I had no idea of the chronology of any of this. Wow. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I, I would now I, I hadn't heard anything about this, but then somebody posted on Facebook that Ryan Murphy is not a fan of Quinn or perhaps Diana Agron. Um, do, do you, have you heard anything about she's this? She's definitely I had the most of awesome... But I'm
2: not surprised. I mean, everyone has to be the Edie of Desperate Housewives hated by the writers, loved by the fans.
0: <laughs> well, she's I also don't had don't the most off-show <laughs> success. Um she's success. well, she's done like three movies, and that's more than anybody else
2: <laughs> I mean I so guess why 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 is this I don't well tell me more about this hatred i just don't I wouldn't hear about this,
0: yeah, yeah no just, it's just a rumor, nobody can confirm anything well, I mean Quinn there's rumors confirm all. or
2: deny, but then all of a sudden Quinn gets killed off, and it's a little bit it's a little bit more obvious,
1: yeah <laughs> well, I mean like, it's just you know there's so many there were so many missed opportunities with her character, you know. Going back to the end of last season, you know there were just so many things that we expected and, and wanted, and you know it just fell flat. I was like, oh, okay, we're better now. All right, we're done, and just very dismissed. Like everything was dismissed. Even Sue making the joke, oh yes, you must have been very. Um, they must really need you out there for all those oohs and ahs <laughs> in the background. It was like, wow.
0: <laughs> right to the end
1: everybody knows <laughs> every everybody can see it
0: but it, it, it's it's like you were saying this was an oddly self-aware episode yeah. that they knew to you know that they were making jokes like that um let's go ahead and uh, let's play some voicemails, Voicemail. uh, voicemails. uh here it is uh let's see let's go to georgia first
4: Hi, Josh, Jen, and Ed. It's Dante from Georgia, and I just wanted to leave a three-word review for last night's episode. Kroski didn't die, but Quinn did. Oh, that was five words, but yeah. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> oh,
1: well, I mean, hopefully not. Again, it's like you... And I understand, like, if the show wants to, you know, demonstrate what bad can come of these things, that's one thing. But you can still show it and then show, like, it doesn't have to be that way.
0: Yeah, you can show the second chance. Yeah. Um,
1: And. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty powerful (laughs) last shot, though. And then it to
0: be continued, which we all knew it was to be continued. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Didn't. <laughs> I was like, it was the first, I was more, I was more rattled by this and, you know, I'm more eager for the next episode than I was after like any other cliffhanger, like any yes. other, like, you know, Will and Emma kissing, I don't even remember the other ones, but <laughs> this was like the biggest one.
0: It was a good cliffhanger.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, here's, let's see, let's see who's next.
3: Drink. Drink. Hi, Tristan and Ed, it's <laughs> Listen to Christine um well i don't really exactly have a three-word review it's more like a general review i don't really want to talk about how for the first time ever in the entirety of the glee series i actually cried like a complete baby in this episode i don't even want to go into the fact that for Barry, a made-up relationship is actually giving Finchel a run for its money um <laughs> i just wanted to probably point out the only gleeful, pun intended, moment of the app, and that was probably the vampire judge for regionals, Um, considering it was at McKinley, I was surprised that Figgins didn't freak out and (laughs) react like Kurt did, which was quite hilarious, Um, but in all seriousness, though, I thought Max Adler and Chris Colfer did an amazing job on last night's app, they performed each of their roles brilliantly and obviously it worked because i was crying um, but yeah i'm looking forward to what you guys think and obviously everybody else's thoughts and i'll talk to you later thanks bye
0: and here's a little sarah and caitlin
3: hi josh
4: and it's sarah and caitlin and i just have to say <laughs> i wasn't emotionally prepared for this episode i thought it was great and that they handled the subject matter well but I never thought Glee would go that dark and depressing and just not gleeful. After all, it is Glee. And this is the first real cliffhanger they've given us, and I never realized how much I would miss Quinn until that final scene, and now I just want to know what happens next. And bouncing off that, I was curious and looked into her VW Buzz crash safety rating. It has five stars on side impact for the upper part of the car, but not as well protected for the legs. My thoughts is that she's going to live, but wheelchair. And I thought that would give reason for Quinn and Artie to have a relationship as he helps her through this process. Now, I'm the only one who ships Quarry, though, so this may not be that exciting to you. <laughs> and no, you cannot create a better couple name for them. And lastly, today we have cause to celebrate. Happy anniversary, Claine! Woo! You made it a year. And it may not have been a very happy day, but it's an accomplishment for this show, at least. Yay! We're looking forward to you guys getting us through the break. Stay away from the podcast. Bye! So, <laughs> a-
0: huge points. Always to entertaining. Caitlin, for. Uh, looking up the crash safety rating on a VW Beetle for two reasons. One, because that's freaking hilarious. And two, because Jennifer drives a Beetle. And now yeah, I know. Well. I think you'd be adorable in a wheelchair. Just push you around. You'd go oh places. my God. We'd have a blast. <laughs> drink. <laughs> that's a big one. That's a big drink. That is a... talking. We're talking. We're talking. Deep Drake. Let's see who's next. Over here. Hey,
4: Josh, and Ed. This is Charlotte from Tennessee. Oh my god, there was so much in this last episode. But I really hated Will this week. Like the way he jumped on Sue for crying. Seriously? Emotions are acceptable. Especially since the kid just tried to commit suicide. And who knows, maybe she was thinking about how her sister was bullied too. Also, really, Mr. Shu? I kind of think the whole point of depression is that you can't think of anything being better. Otherwise, I thought this was a really good episode. No comment on Quinn, no comment on Quinn, just kids. Don't text and drive. Closing thoughts. I just want a song.
0: So I didn't th- I <laughs> didn't get Will being too insensitive in this episode. I I yeah. I didn't get that at all. Ed did, or Jennifer, did you get that?
1: Well, no, I mean, I think he was The impression I got when he was talking with Sue was that he was trying to be more consoling and and have her not beat herself up. Hmm. Um, And I'm sure anytime you see Sue cry, that's probably extremely off-putting and (laughs) confusing because it's kind of like the 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 frogs come next. Like, what (laughs) happens after Sue cries? Um, And then as far as the other thing, too, it's like, well, okay, regarding depression... It's like certainly people don't feel like there's anything to be positive about. And I think what he was trying to say is that, you know, maybe not in the moment, but think about what you want out of life. You know, envision a better future for yourself and and hold on to that. Because, yeah, like you even said, I'm like. For for Josh to promote hope is kind of a big thing. <laughs> for those of you know him,
0: <laughs> yeah. For the yeah, it's the angriest person you know who smiles all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, how did I? I know we did have talked about it a little bit, but I'm like Ed. Did you think it was insensitive or you know superficial advice? I, I
2: thought it was good advice. I mean, I mean, you can't nothing's fix all but i mean thinking about something trying to think about something positive sounds like a good step in the right direction right so
1: better than you you know yeah your life sucks just better than wallowing wallowing. exactly
2: one one could wallow or one could try and not wallow and i'm i'm seeing the trying to not wallow as the better one
1: (laughs) i agree
0: well, let's, uh, let's get a slightly different opinion on the episode all the way from Australia.
3: Hey, guys. It's Lynn calling from Australia. Um, I guess the five-word review of the episode would be offensively awful with boring music. I don't think there's anything I want to listen to again. And I'm seriously questioning whether I'll be back after the hiatus watching this show. I, ugh, just horrible. I look forward to hearing to see if you guys come up with anything positive to say
0: about it. Bye. Uh, well, we we hope you listen to us.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, Josh obviously <laughs> agrees with you on the music aspect. Yes, I do. I definitely. So, agree. there's,
0: yeah. Uh, let's go for. There's let's, that. Uh, what, what's funny?
2: I was thinking, like, wow, they're so current with their music. And then, of course, Josh slams it.
0: Well, I mean, they were very current in this episode, but I think that's you, like, to me, it seems to be a bit of a hindrance when they go really current, because then they err on the side of current and rather on the side of like quality. You know, if you if you're picking a song from quote unquote the past, you have like fifty years of good songs to pick from, and if you're picking a song from this month, you have like a hundred songs, uh, and you know how many of them are actually of any quality. Um, you're just it's just like limiting yourself in in what you're able to manage you know in, in picking something that's going to endure you're not entirely sure what's going to endure yet so you just have to get lucky
1: well i think well, i mean but
2: I mean, we, we are young like they like glee sponsored like that made that um it's like a massive hit now also.
0: yeah they got lucky i mean straight up and 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 i think the first time everybody heard we are young we went that's a good song i mean that's you know it's it's got a real potent melody and it's got a real potent message and so yeah I don't think uh, they definitely struck with that one Jennifer you were saying
1: I forget I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I got kind of a space maybe it was the same thing oh oh, well, it, was, it seemed like this week they were really trying to be message songs like more than anything they were very intent on having every song be uplifting be empowering and motivating I've I mean, at one point last night watching the episode, I looked at Josh and I'm like, wow, I feel like we're watching them perform every finale song from American Idol, which yes. is like kind of a like a cheesy, um, you know, catchphrase song that's, you know, supposed to be like uplifting and motivational. So. Yeah, big ba- yeah, you're right. There was, I mean, a, there was a little oh, aspect of that, oh, but watching it the second time, I... It worked better. It worked more for me the second time.
0: It was a little, yeah. It was a little overpowering. There wasn't a lot of variety because every mm-hmm. single song was like, you know, inspirational, messagey, big, right? And there wasn't just like, hey, let's just do a nice song or you know, mix up the emotion a little bit. Every single song was like, ah, yeah. In your face. Well, they
1: had enough emotion interspersed throughout the episode.
0: <laughs> the episode. <laughs> Uh, let's go all the way to the other coast.
4: Hey, guys.
5: It's Gator Netter. Just finished watching this week's episode and wanted to give my immediate call to you. Uh, I think that this week's episode was brilliant. Um, I remember back when they did the limit on the alcohol episode and Jen and I both agreeing that they took a topic that had no consequences to it and just said, Yay, we can all get drunk and it's okay. And this week they took two topics that actually are very serious and have lots of consequences, and treated them very seriously, and and I thought it was brilliant, and I was really impressed with how they handled it. So I thought it was great. I cried a lot. On a totally lighthearted note, um, I'll take my five-word review from Typo, which is, where was Emma at regionals? he was just standing backstage by himself, like <laughs> dancing by himself. Normally, Emma's there. Why wasn't Emma at regional? She was even there the night she was supposed to get married. So where was Emma?
3: Weird. Um Weird.
5: Other than that, I thought it was a great episode. And it sucks that we have to wait over a month to see another one. Oh. Um, love the podcast. Obviously, been listening since day one. And talk to you all soon. Bye-bye yeah thank you
1: that was awesome i had described
0: it as like i described it on twitter as being like a stand-up comedian who just drops the mic and walks away and everybody's like wait what wait are you coming back
1: yeah it's it is it is still it's it is very shocking um and well okay so now we've learned if you try to plan a wedding the day of regionals
0: (laughs) it's not going
1: to happen not gonna go
0: well yeah uh let's go one last one um here's one last one i think this is
4: hope hey justin and ed it's hope from northern kentucky (laughs) and i tried to uh leave a message before and it was too long so i hope this one's better um I really, really liked the last night's episode. Overall, I pretty much give it an A. I thought they handled things really, really well. Um, cough syrup gave me chills. I mean, I'll admit I am a Darren Chris fangirl, but it was really, really good. Maybe the best performance I've ever heard him. I thought the montage with Groff, was really, really beautiful. Um, I don't know if I believe Sue's pregnancy yet or not. It was kind of awkward. And I don't know why Quinn would want to be a Cheerio again, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, and I didn't think the New Directions should have won at regionals, thought their performance is pretty me- mediocre, and I thought the Warblers did a better job. Their first and last songs were really forgettable. I really liked the Troubletone song, and the last one was kind of awkward because Rachel's dads were cute, and they loved, you could see that they loved her so much, and is really talented, but she stared at Finn a lot, and the song was awkward, and I didn't like it. Um, I don't have any complaints with the hospital scene. I thought it was done really well. Um, I knew about Quinn's car crash going in, but it it was still really shocking when it happened, and I really, really hope that they don't kill her. That would make me really sad. Um, overall, I think they handled everything really well, um, with the suicide and the texting and driving, and just reminds me of why I love Glee in the first place. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm going to have a hard time waiting for these next seven weeks. And also, did anyone else notice that they might have a different director with all the swooping and different camera angles? Can't wait to hear the podcast. Bye. Oh,
0: wait, we have one more message. We have to play one more message because we got a message about the director. Oh, okay. Uh, Where where is it? Here, it's this one.
4: Hey, Josh, Jen, and Ed. This is Jennifer calling from Lowell, Massachusetts, also known as Theater theater Nerd's older sister. I'm just calling to talk to you guys about the On My Way episode tonight. Um, Unfortunately, I had to start it late and watch it on DVR as I got text messages my entire way home from my rehearsal from both Theater Nerd and another friend of ours who is huge chance of the show, um, but it's for good reason, because, wow, this was a pretty powerful, amazing episode. Um, one of the things that I wanted to mention, Peter and I were just online looking because we wanted to know who directed this episode, and Bradley Bucher directed this episode. Apparently, he needs to direct more often, um, because all of the episodes he's directed so far have really been pretty epic. He directed Never Been Kiss. He directed The Comeback, he directed Original Song, he directed Funeral, he directed The First Time, he directed Hold On to 16, pretty much some of my absolute all-time favorite episodes of Glee so far. So, um, really just um, love that. Um, another, you know, just comment, we talked about, you know, we've all talked about the fact that some of the episodes in the past have had you know, warning to the beginning of them, you know, parents watch this with your kids, blah 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 blah. Um this episode might have needed that trailer for it because it really dealt with some pretty powerful stuff. Um, it just the whole thing with MacDeffer and the Kurt the Krofsky character with Kurt just really was absolutely amazing and um, as an educator I really thought the way that they handled the episode really was pretty fabulous. Um, I haven't always been about the way they've handled certain things. Um, case in point, the lovely Al- Blame it on the Alcohol episode, which was not one of my favorites. Um, but truth be told, this was pretty epic of an episode. I thought it was absolutely amazing. I'm glad they won regional. Um, I was a little concerned there for a minute. Um, but I love their music. I love the song choices, um, songs I had never heard before. But just an absolute fabulous episode. Anyway. So that's my review of this
0: week's episode of Glee. Love you, guys. Love podcast. Love Glee. Hope to talk to y'all soon. Bye.
1: Well, guys, do we have anything else? No, that was that was a really great recap, and and I mean, now that it's been pointed out, yeah, the direction in this this episode was great. The way they 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 showed the different um, scenes unfold with Max, uh, you know, Krasinski and. Um, you know, even, even Quinn, that whole thing, it was really, it was, it definitely had an edgier feel to it glad, glad to see them outside of the school too. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) This is,
0: I think this is the first time we've ever had a driving shot on the show. It's incredibly rare that we're not in a building.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, uh, yeah. So, and I think this is the first time we've actually been moving in a shot. (laughs) Um, Ed, anything else from you? Um, no, I'm just, uh, I'm curious how our ratings will drop
2: with, with the amount of quantity of episodes we have versus episodes of Glee.
0: Oh, I guarantee they'll go very low. Uh, well, our ratings reflect the popularity of Glee. So in Glee's popularity. I know.
2: And it it makes me sad when it doesn't, when, when, but I get so happy when, when I, when I, when I check our inbox and like, we get like a bazillion messages like, oh, great. Yes. We're going to have some listeners this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's. Uh, do you want to thank any iTunes reviewers, Ed? Of course. We have like a bazillion because I didn't do it last week. Awesome. I'm sorry about that.
2: Um, Jennifer Grah, Katie, J all the way, Hope, Sure, Me, Me, Gusta, Gleek. Oh, Me, Gusta, Glee, and Ed. Oh, you're even, you're even better than I thought. Uh, Tamara Kirkland, Erica, Lynn, Chris, Chenny D, Catherine, oh yeah, Flato Farm, Ollie501. Thank you very much. We are like bursting all over the scenes with iTunes reviews it's fantastic (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, and uh, I I believe you were saying we have no we're not going to be around next Wednesday
1: yes I'm going to be with you in the DreamWorks lot
0: oh that's oh oh uh, well we might we'll figure something out for that okay Um, yeah we there's a (laughs) there's a screening of um, uh, Beauty and the Beast 3D with the director next Wednesday so we're gonna we're gonna do that Uh, But we will find a way We'll figure out what we're going to do with the show And we're going to let you all know uh, There's also no Glee
2: Because I I knew nothing of this
0: Yes (laughs) Uh, And there's also no Glee So get excited about that Uh, I totally
2: got an email from Josh Like three days ago being like What do we want to talk about this week I was like the new episode
0: I thought the seven week break was starting this week Not starting next week Um so we'll fun. figure something out. Anyway, for the Gleeful Podcast with Josh Jen and Ed, I am Josh. I'm Jen.
2: The Wanted. I'm glad you came.
1: <laughs> the Wanted Although- was wanted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. According to Wikipedia, uh, this song is performed by Hailstorm that described themselves as a hard rock band, but that was not a hard rock song.
2: They could have changed the arrangement. i would never heard the original. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that.
0: You don't know that.